Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flintibetty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Boy, we got action. We got heat. It's hour two of the RP Show, proudly presented by our friends at Core Green, doing the right thing for your farm. I feel like we're educating a lot of people today, informing people that just don't know enough but think they do. Uh, Yeah, how are you? I'm outstanding. The award-winning Darren Moose DuPont (laughs) is riding shotgun here today. He is named the Young Entrepreneur of the Year. How about that? Won Thank a you. Paragon Award for that. Thank you. Way to go. Have you, are you, have you finished your victory lap yet? <laughs> da, 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 da. No. Good for you, man. No post-game trash talk. You don't spike the football. Just, right. Right. We haven't, we haven't done anything yet. Eh, Long way to go. Done a few things. Yeah, we have. Uh, hey, thanks for this, by the way. Hey, listen, wherever you're watching from, if you are not watching on Facebook or YouTube and you're watching on Game Plus Television, where? millions more are, you're going to have to text us. 306-840-8777. That is 306-840-8777. Our text line is brought to you by Prairie Mobile, your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. Introducing SaskTel Plus pricing. Updating your cell phone has never been easier. Pick up the device you've been wanting without any upfront costs. Take advantage of the buy now, pay later program today. Prairie Mobile dealerships all across the province. Well, David Asplund writes it, and I can't believe we haven't even talked about this from the Banjo Bowl Saturday because it was, it was big news Saturday. But, I mean, the breaking news today is that Chris Jones is coming back to the CFL as, as it appears, the defensive coordinator of the Toronto Argonauts. So we'll delve more into that. just broke down this morning. I got a note from an American <laughs> football guy. He's like, watch out, Jones is on his way back up there. A few calls, a few texts, and I found out where. Anyways, David Asplin in Winnipeg says, Good afternoon, Rod. You just, just want to touch on Andrew Harris. Yes, what he did was dangerous and worthy of the unnecessary roughness penalty, but it was in that gray area of the rule book that kept him in the game and not ejected is what I think. Let's spend a moment on that, and I'll say it again. We walked into the Canadian Brew House Saturday in Calgary, Moose and I, had to ask them to put on the banjo bowl. I, I, we're on the prairies here. It's not Toronto. They should have had it on, but they didn't. And then we see this brawl at the end of, near the end of the second quarter of the Winnipeg-Saskatchewan game. Fists are flying everywhere. And Andrew Harris grabs the rider by the face mask and rips his helmet right off. It was Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
took them forever to decide. I think our appetizer platter came in the time that they were deciding. You know what I mean? They cooked it in the time that took the oh, rest yeah. to decide what was going on. And I believe they had the benefit of the review. And two Saskatchewan players got kicked out. No Blue Bombers. And it was, a, it was the turning point of the game. It was a pretty tight game at that point. I think it was 12-9 Winnipeg-ish. Or they had just scored a touchdown, I think, to go up a little more. But you get my point. And then the Riders pretty much got gashed after that. Two starters on defense gone. I'm not complaining that Harris was left in the game because, as David just said, it is a gray area. I think there's pretty hard and fast rules, black or white, with the things that get you kicked out of a game. Throwing a punch is certainly one. Landing a punch is certainly one. Yes. Andrew Harris didn't do that. Right. But ripping an opponent's helmet off. You, if you club them with it, that's a, not only a disqualification, but you're suspended too. Right, VA? But what did you think about the way that was officiated? Yeah, it just wasn't great. wasn't great. And anytime, you know, you got to make sure that the players are taken care of it and player safety has got to be number one. You can't, once you get to that face mask, it really can be dangerous to the neck, especially when you're twisting it and ripping it off. And then yeah. the player ends up at the bottom of the pile with no helmet on, which can be even more dangerous. So, yeah, it was probably missed out one. Um, but again, when you lose a football game, you want to look at all the reasons why the other team didn't win fairly or why certain players should have been out of the game. But yeah, he probably would have been ejected. I, I would have ejected him in that football game just because that's a dangerous play. And it kind of was a pre a big part of what kind of got that whole thing going too. Right. I think that we'll find out later this week when the news release comes out on supplementary discipline, mm-hmm. if the CFL feels that the on-field officials and video replay crew botched that, if Andrew Harris is subsequently disciplined for it. We'll see. Like I say, they have responded, Moose, on the Prairie Mobile text line. All right. From the 774 writing in. Says, hey, Roddy, it's Soupy. Will you be talking Oilers hockey with Jason Greger? Also, how does Andrew Harris not get ejected? Well, we've just covered that. Um, For those that missed, I'll be on TSN 1260 this afternoon, 2.45 p.m. Mountain. We're going to be talking about Chris Jones coming back to the CFL and other CFL-related topics. But if, if Greger wants to talk about the Oilers, I am certainly down with that. We, last hour with Peter Labardius have anointed the Vegas Golden Knights as the champions of the Pacific Division already. Yes. And the Oilers number two. Lou agreed. And then he thinks the Flames are fighting for third, and I don't think anybody would argue with that. Would you? No, I think that's where you have to put them in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. From Swanee. Texting from the 471. Swanee. Geez, Charlie Montoyo must have a Costco-sized bottle of Pepto behind the Jays bench. LOL. Great weekend for them, but the late comebacks made for some anxiety, I'm sure, from Swanee. These Blue Jays, I tell you, be still my heart. George Springer's getting it done in the late innings. Vladdy yesterday is 44th. Two grand slams in the game. Moose and I were driving across the Canadian prairies yesterday listening to the game. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you said when Vladdy launched his 44th home run? I think that made it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like 22 to 7 on that time. Yeah, you remember what, what you said? No. You said, save them. Oh, yeah. Save the runs. That's right. <laughs> you got Tampa coming up. Save them. That's right. 
This is where we're going to find out if the bear went in the buckwheat this home series this week against the Tampa Bay Rays, which begins tonight at Rogers Center. 707 first pitch. Jays have been really, really good, but they're taking on one of the best teams in baseball, and I think this will make or break their season this week. We're going to find out at the very least how good the Blue Jays really are. Yeah. Against the team that just, like, wiped their butt and sent them on their way in the playoffs last year. That wasn't even a series. The Rays swept the Blue Jays out. It's true. Uh, that's 7.05 Eastern tonight, Rays, Jays. And the Monday night football game, by the way, is Baltimore at Las Vegas, and that is an 8.20 uh, p.m. Eastern kickoff. John Kirby writing from Edmonton from the 7.80. During Saturday's football game in Edmonton, a Stampeders player threw a football into the stands in the section I was sitting in. Now, will he be fined for throwing the football like the Edmonton players were fined for interacting with the fans? I saw a lot of Calgary players interacting with the fans after the game. I don't think John's actually asking for an answer because clearly we don't know. He's just rhetorically putting it out there. But again, don't come to us. We're not the COVID police. In retrospect, if players were fined for throwing their gloves into the crowd or signing autographs for players with fans last week like they were, if that's in the protocols, i.e. their contract, and they broke it, then they deserve to be fined. I'm sorry. That's, and I didn't get any read up because that all came down Friday, right, Moose, when we were in Calgary. Yeah. And then the game started. So nobody really talked about any of that throughout the weekend because we had games to talk about. But are you with me on that? If, that, if you can't do it and you did it, that's right. pretty simple. Yeah, it is pretty simple, especially in a pandemic like this where you have to make sure that, you know, you don't have any outbreaks because outbreaks lead to, well, supposed to lead to forfeited games and lost revenue and no fans in the stands and all of those things. So if that's in the rules, which I would assume that it would be. Yeah. Team personnel, players that have no interaction with fans inside the facility, keep them separated. I'm, I'm sure that's there. And it's easy to forget in the moment when you're in the game because the fans are screaming and everything feels like normal. So... You want to do the Lambo leap. You want to run into the stands if you're Winnipeg. You want to sign autographs after the game because you're good people. Sometimes it's hard to forget, but I bet you that's in the rules, and it's black and white. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, what's the biggest story in NFL Week 1? And your options are the Aaron Rodgers meltdown, the Eagles fly, Eagles fly, Tom's last drive, or Kyler's Cardinals, and running away with it on Twitter with 57% of the response is Rogers' meltdown. What are they saying on Facebook, Moose? 48%, you can see Rogers' meltdown, and then it's uh, the Cardinals and the Eagles right behind 22% each. Uh, well, I did, I did not watch that game. We were watching the Vikings-Bengals for lack of anything else to watch. And... 38-3, to three, the worst loss in Aaron Rodgers' career. He was pulled. And then as good as, sorry, as bad as the Packers were, the Saints were that good. Famous Jameis throwing five times. Hey, it's 11-11. How about that? Make a wish, everybody. 11-11-11. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers after the game, I got to be honest, he looked like he didn't care. Can I just put that out there? Yeah. That's fair. Like, there's a major disconnect going on between he and the head coach there, Matt LaFleur, that goes back 
probably before last year's NFC Conference, AFC Con- NFC Conference Championship with the decision to kick the field goal late, remember? Mm-hmm. And take the offense off. The f- I'm sure it goes back further than that. But as I mentioned in the warm-up an hour ago, we hear the Denver Broncos are putting together some sort of trade package for Aaron Rodgers at the end of this year or some sort of package to lure Aaron or get him into Denver. If they want him that bad, and by the way, the Broncos beat the Giants yesterday. I don't know if they feel they still need Aaron Rodgers. Who wouldn't feel they need Aaron Rodgers? That's right. That may happen before the end of the year. Like, I had Packers fans writing me so upset, distraught. Do you not feel this is a sign of things to come? Well, it feels like that. It really does. And now we'll find out where this goes. Because I mentioned in hour one that, you know, this is an overreaction to think that the Packers are done and that this is just going to be a disaster all year. It's still Aaron Rodgers. He has bad games. And that's what he said. Right? He's had bad games before. This happens. Not often in week one. Not to this degree. But they haven't had an offseason. So you can call training camp what normally would be the offseason. You can call the early part of this season what you would normally call preseason. It's going to take them some time to get to where they need to be. But if this continues, and they continue to not be on the same page, and Aaron Rodgers continues to not be engaged and is thinking about life beyond the Green Bay Packers, then you could see him. I could see a move happening if I'm, if I'm that organization. I could see a move happening and decide, look, at, we're not going to be a Super Bowl contender here. Because we don't have an engaged group. We've got some disgruntled uh, people inside the building. This isn't going to work. Then you move them. You don't wait. But I really believe this is going to take four, five, six weeks. And then they're going to be rolling. It took Tampa nine weeks last year to really get going with Tom Brady um, after he came in. So no offseason. I think we're overreacting. But this could lead to it happening this year. We always get sucked in, don't we? Always. Don't! Overreaction Monday. But I will I will say this, coming out of week one, the most shocking result was the performance of Aaron Rodgers in Jacksonville yes. against Green Bay. From some of our viewers, uh, from Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg, there are so many comments coming in, they're slipping off the screen here. Jeff in Winnipeg, the fact that Winston didn't throw a pick is also astonishing. He was throwing darts. He looked amazing last night, just from the highlights from what I saw. Guy's got an arm. But it did, like, I'm not sold on Jameis Winston yet. Or else they, they replace him with Tom Brady and go win a Super Bowl. Is it, is it that simple? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they added a few pieces. But it is. They did. They did. Yeah. And, and the culture and everything. Look at Jameis is a good quarterback. He's the first overall pick. And it came into the air first, what, couple of seasons through 4,000 yards each. He was a 5,000-yard quarterback in 2019. You know, one of the leaders in touchdowns. But he also was up there throwing over 30 picks, right, in that season. Sean Payton has clearly put Jameis in position to have success. And what we noticed from Jameis in this game is he's making better decisions. He's checking down, right, when he's under pressure. He's, he's finding the check down. He's using his legs. And he's not going to make those mistakes. If Jameis isn't a turnover machine this year, he'll be really good. But he only threw the ball 20 times. That's it. Five touchdown passes. I mean, one of those was the, the toss to Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. But he looked really, really good. And this was a statement for the Saints. And 
they are Super Bowl contenders for sure. Uh, overreaction Monday again. <laughs> uh, CD, the Thai Cats fan watching on YouTube, says, No, stop it, Rod. My Broncos say it ain't so. Goes on to say, My Broncos look just fine with Bridgewater. Well, as Bobby Vespesiani said, the former Calgary Stampeders head coach and defensive consultant in Saskatchewan, better is better. Aaron Rodgers is better than most. Uh, from Northside YEG, Edmonton viewer watching, says, it, where's Cam Newton going to sign? Is he done? I think Cam Newton, from what I understand, he's talking to quite a few teams, including Washington now. Yeah. And he had Riverboat Ron R- Rivera as his coach in Carolina. Don't forget, they have an association. So a great fit. Yeah, Cam's just sitting back waiting for the best situation for him. By the way, before we break and bring in Amanda Ruler, there's breaking news, and it's pretty huge news in the Canadian Football League, and this has NFL, NCAA ramifications. Chris Jones is joining the Toronto Argonauts as a defensive assistant. He resigned this morning in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, as head coach of the Pirates High School program. They've only played one game this year, and then the last three weeks they've been sidelined due to COVID. Chris Jones fielded a call from the Toronto Argonauts this weekend that they had a need, and he is on a plane heading to Toronto. And guess what? They just happened to visit the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this Friday. Can you imagine? Think about that. I know. The storylines are just outstanding. Spicy. So, and furthermore, uh, my guy, Pinks, sent me this tweet from uh, Dave Miller. Read into this what you want. The Argos are without two defensive coaches at practice today who are now on leave, defensive coordinator Glenn Young and DB coach Josh Bell. This comes after MLSE implemented a policy requiring all employees to be vaccinated. (coughs) Do the math. It's hour two of the program. It is brought to you by Core Grain. And you are watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues. I don't know what it is about Chris Jones. I put it on my Facebook that he's uh, leaving South Pittsburgh to join the Toronto Argonauts. And 
A lot of hate in there. Of course. Yeah, something about Chris Jones. You'd love him or hate him. You can't get enough of him. You got an opinion. <coughs> yeah. Moose is there. Dude, dude, there you go. All right. How you doing, man? I'm good. The award-winning Darren Moose DuPont. And actually, we're going to bring Moose in on uh, this interview as we get Amanda Ruler on our screen. And actually, this is what I love about Amanda is she's an overall badass. How you doing, Amanda? I'm doing really good. I'm okay. live from Hamilton this time. Yes. Well, it seems like every time you come on the show, there's something new and exciting developing in your life, and I never really know how to introduce you, right? So what would be the latest way to introduce Amanda Ruler to the RP Show viewers? I want to put a stamp on it. Football coach Amanda Ruler. Nice. nice. Well, yeah, right there. <laughs> By the way, tell our viewers, if you don't mind, your role with the McMaster Marauders as, he, as she joins us from the Hammer. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, talk about your role there with that uh, university football program. Yes, of course. So I'm working with McMaster University football team this year. I am the running back coach. I'm actually helping out with special teams as well, so I can learn that part of it a little bit more. And I'm also the strength and conditioning coach for the football team. So I'm wearing a lot of hats while I'm here, but... There's a lot of great coaches here that I could learn from, like obviously Coach Matezik and we got Coach Parks and Corey Grant. So I am I am learning from these guys, absorbing everything I possibly can, because for my future, I want to be the first CFL female positional coach. I want to be a running back coach, but maybe some special teams. We'll see where that goes, but I'm learning from the best to be the best. Well, you're you're always climbing, Amanda. I'm just so proud of you. You know that, and uh, yeah, I I don't know what the CFL is waiting for, but I know there, that there will be a day. Listen, you and I have spent our time with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think you were there, obviously the same time as me. But Chris Jones was there at that time. What do you think about Chris Jones returning to the Canadian Football League? Man, it's got everybody talking. He's joining the Argos for this week's game at Saskatchewan. What do you think? That's so funny that you said that. As soon as you said that, I was just like, okay, here we go again. We're, we're on a wild roller coaster. I was actually just at the latest Toronto Argonauts game, hanging out with Pinball Clemens himself. He invited me to the game because he heard I was in um, Ontario. So he invited me. He's so excited for women coming up in football and potentially you know, helping get me involved in the game. And it's really cool to hear Chris Jones is going to be working with them as well. So you never know where that's going to go, but that's, that's exciting news for him. And it's just going to be a roller coaster, right? Cause wherever he goes, it just, there's going to be some drama and some, some excitement. So the CFL needs some of that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. Amanda. Hey, how are you? Um, that was cool seeing with you with pinball. I know I was watching your social media, but how accepting has everybody been? You know, with you now getting into a coaching role, how welcoming has the football community been? Oh, so welcoming. And, and if no one knows, there's been no women coaching in U sport at all until this year. So it's me and another girl um, with McMaster this season, the first women ever. And the athletes have been so accepting and, and respecting of my role and her role in this position. She's working with the receivers. And the coaches have been amazing and so helpful. Every question I have, they're answering. And 
nothing but respect. That's what I can tell you. And I keep getting that question from other people. How are the athletes taking it? I think we're in an age with 2021 that women, you see them on the rise, right? They're doing anything. And I, and I hate to say that we're on the rise just now, but you will see a lot more women in the Canadian game coaching, volunteering. And it's because of women like myself. And that's the mark I want to leave on um, for who I am in this world is I want to help women get into the industry. I've heard women don't volunteer because they are afraid. And I've heard that personal feedback on my end. I want to eliminate that fear. That's what I'm here to do is make women more comfortable to work, play, and maybe coach or maybe do media in the football industry because, heck, I've done all of that. So here we go. If anyone has any questions, I'm here to answer that and pave the way for women within the industry. That's cool. Really, really cool. Um, so with that, you talk about being comfortable. How much have you, like, had, you know, sat back and watched and kind of done orientation? Or have you just, like, they just threw you right in hands-on away you go like how much learning has there been the first thing i did they threw me right in they said are you, are you confident enough to speak i'm like yes wow. <laughs> so of course i jumped i jumped right in and I, I asked questions along the way and i'm getting orientated as we go so that there wasn't just hanging back and shadowing they put me right in all of the drills and i'm actually doing some of the running back drills with with the athletes holding the pads, right? So they're coming up and I'm hitting them. I am such a small girl, but I got a solid base. And a lot of them were super impressed that they even bounce back a little bit. They're like, okay, coach, we see you. <laughs> and especially that that works in the weight room because as you know, I compete in Olympic lifting. So I'm strong as heck. I hold the Saskatchewan records for snatch and clean and jerk. So I have a lot of respect in that avenue. And we actually had a lot of kinesiology students here at McMaster get orientated on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. And I was, I jumped right in helping them because I have so much experience with strength and conditioning within the, the athletic field. So we were helping them help athletes, which, which is amazing that I can share my knowledge and, and help a lot of people. And I will say when there was a lot of kinesiology students come out, there was 90% women and that excites me for the future. That's cool. That's really cool. So you like to prop other people up too. So tell me about your running backs. Who who are the running backs in McMaster? How good are they? You know, tell me about your group. I'm really keen on Justin Allen. He is an amazing athlete right now. He's one of the running backs that's going to be coming up, and you'll see a lot of him um, this season. And we're just we're just excited. We have 15 running backs. Can you believe that? So this program is is very deep in depth, and a lot of these running backs are very versatile, right? We can have them anywhere that we want. And that's what we want to see from the backs is a whole bunch of different types of guys. We don't have just one type. And that's a difference maker between our university and others that I kind of noticed. So I'm excited to get them all out there and, and use them wherever we can. And if they can't get in this season, if they're first years, they'll, they'll learn and we'll get them in next season. Hey, Amanda, I got to say this. I don't know if you've been talking to my niece, Sydney, or not, but I was talking to her dad, whom you know. Sydney was a speed trainer, strength coach for my niece. So she, I'm not sure if she led, but she was doing her dry training and uh, benching 135 down there at Mercyhurst, and they couldn't believe, they would not believe that she was a freshman. Her teammates, she had to produce her... <laughs> birth certificate to show them that she's only 17 years of age, Amanda. So I thought you might like to know that with the work that you did with Sid the Kid. That is so wonderful to hear. Yeah, we did work on speed and strength training in the weight room. 
So hopefully I did prepare her to be great. And obviously it is paying off because they even asked to produce a birth certificate just to even <laughs> prove she's <laughs> how old she is. But that's what it takes is she was consistent and she put in the work and that's, that's all it is. Right. And a lot of that helps with strength injury prevention and you can work on your speed and that's the longevity for the um, sports in general. Well, I just wanted to pass that along and thank you for the work that you did with her and uh, it has shown the, the benefits. So thanks, Amanda. And listen, everybody's following what you're doing, continued success and uh, good luck out there with the Marauders. We actually face Western this weekend in London, Ontario. So everyone uh, wish me luck and the, the team luck in general. So I'm excited to get out there and show them that, you know what, women can coach. Let's go. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Thanks, Amanda. Good luck. Thanks for the time. Thank you. All right. Football coach Amanda Ruler. There you go. Joining us from the Hammer as uh, they get set to open up their season. Isn't that a story? How about that? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. She's doing good things. Um, I just got a notification here from The Athletic regarding – this is pretty timely. John Gruden is on, isn't on the hot seat yet. Can the head coach bring a winner to the Raiders' new home? I know you wanted to talk about Gruden and the Raiders. I don't know if that was today or not. Sure. But it is tonight. Well, they six, play tonight. Yeah, 6.20 p.m. Mountain kickoff from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas – so they'll have a crowd in there for the first time ever. Apparently, it's not sold out, which it is what it is. It's a big stadium. Baltimore is there. I don't know what the deal. I don't even know. I guess we'll have to tune it in tonight on TSN and see. One of our viewers in Edmonton is writing in that the stadium's going to be empty and they can't sell tickets. What? It, he's not usually right. So I guess we'll tune it in and see. <laughs> I think he was looking. Well, he was looking at all the tickets for sale. Right on the pre the resale on Ticketmaster, yeah, um, or StubHub or any of these third party sites. Um, that's always the case with any game. Um, it's going to be exciting tonight, though. That's a heck of a stadium, and to get fans in there, I mean, it's going to be a spectacle. And ESPN will do it right tonight. Let me do the sports update. It's it's in there. Some more information on the game. But first, the Blue Jays are back in Toronto after showing off their big hitters in Baltimore over the weekend. The Jays chalked up twenty two runs Sunday. And 44 over a three-game set with the Orioles. Today, Toronto will take on the American League East-leading Rays at Rogers Center. Rookie righty Alec Manoa is set to start for Toronto. A big night for the Raiders. Derek Carr and his team will play their first regular season game in front of hometown fans since moving to Las Vegas from Oakland. They're taking on the Ravens, who are searching for their sixth straight season-opening win. Serbia awoke to disappointment today after Novak Djokovic failed in his attempt to make tennis history by becoming the first man in more than 50 years to win a calendar year Grand Slam. There was an eerie silence in the Belgrade instead of the usual fireworks, car horns blaring and dancing in the streets after previous major finals involving Djokovic. The top-ranked Djokovic lost to Russian opponent Daniil Medvedev in straight sets in Sunday's U.S. Open final. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the Almond Coconut, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. 
you fellas tell us when we go to the can go to the break here. Ken in Saskatoon writes it in the Prairie Mobile. Okay, Ken in Saskatoon writes in Prairie Mobile text line. Says great show. Lou is always great. Chris Jones is good for the CFL. He's referring to Peter Labardius, who was with us last hour, longtime Calgary Flames broadcaster, and he is, says the Flames shooting for at best third in the Pacific Division. And if they find that, they'll be in the playoffs. That would be a good season for them. But we have anointed Vegas and Edmonton as 1-2 in the Pacific Division. Yeah, a lot of people want to talk about Chris Jones. We'll talk about that. Whatever you want to talk about. Viewer takeover coming your way next for the final two segments. The next 26 minutes. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We are live across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Also on streaming services, Facebook and YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. The moose just got all settled in the chair, and I just just now noticed that I tweeted what? that photo of the Alouette's flight deck pillow. I won't ask you to get it. I'll go get it next. No, I'll get it. No. Not that I'll get it next break. Okay. But our friends in Montreal, where we, as it turns out, we have a very large following in Montreal. Why don't we put this up? Because it just looks so darn it, great. It looks good there. You keep that there. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't the hockey team that sent us a pillow. It was the guys from the Alouette's Flight Deck podcast that sent us a pillow. And I feel like taking that thing home. Yeah. So comfy. The big story uh, today in sports in this country is that Chris Jones is coming back to the Canadian Football League. He'd been coaching high school football in Tennessee. He's coming to join the Toronto Argonauts. And I sent that out this morning and then went across the nation and nobody gave me credit for it. Kent Ridley from Ridley Scouting in Nashville, Tennessee, writes in and says, Rod, your tweet beat the newspaper article about this move by three minutes. (laughs) How about that? As as I said said to him, I don't care about that stuff anymore. Literally, the people who need to know, know where it's at. Yeah. I don't need credit for that stuff. Come on. That's, that's how but this business has changed. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into the trolls. No. No, not today. Not reading their comments. Drew Koser is writing. You know Drew. Oh, yeah. The Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League. <laughs> he writes in, says, A storm camp kicks off this weekend, fellas. With a preseason game on Sunday. I like that, by the way. Let's just not fool around with practices and go play games. You know when you were a player, who, went, oh, who liked practice? I hated practice. Let's go. So I, part of the reason that I never went anywhere as a player, that and a lack of talent, hated practice. Can we just play games? No. <clears throat> Breaking news from our man Clint Bubba O'Neill from CHCH Television in Hamilton. 
Ticats quarterback Dane Evans will be out four to six weeks with a mid to lower body injury suffered in last week's loss to the Argos. David Watford and Jeremiah Masoli will take reps for Friday's home game versus the Stampeders. Don't sleep on David Watford now. Tremendous football player, tremendous quarterback, and I thought he looked pretty good when he came in late in the game Friday at, uh, at Toronto for Hamilton. If he starts, don't sleep on him. And I don't know, Darren, if it's just you and me or if it's everybody just wants to look ahead. I don't really want to look back at what happened on the weekend in football. Like, there are two double headers this weekend. Friday, Calgary at Hamilton in a rematch of the 2014 Grey Cup. And then later on, Toronto at Saskatchewan in a rematch of the 1997 Grey Cup. And I will be not around. I'll be watching the Riders and Argos from the Eastern time zone. Let's put it that way. Later this week, I'll be divulging my whereabouts. But again, doubleheader Friday, Calgary at Hamilton, followed by Toronto at Saskatchewan. And then Saturday, it's the BC Lions at the Montreal Alouettes. Followed by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Edmonton Elks. So everybody's looking forward to that. People were writing in here, Elks fans, about how they're not giving up on the Elks. I can't remember where that is. Did anybody see this? How about this guy? Chuck L. writing on Twitter says, Did they confirm Jones is double-vaxxed? How be you just worry about yourself, Chuck? God, what a Karen. Here it is. Thank you, Clark. From Northside YEG, watching on YouTube. I'm not throwing in the towel on the elk season. It's the CFL. Get hot at the right time and you're good. But the BC Lions look good. When we were coming home from Calgary yesterday, Moose was driving. I really appreciate the fact that you like to drive. Thanks. That's good. I, yeah. So I'm reading, I'm surfing Twitter. I'm like, oh, Moose, listen to this. And I'm reading the article from Terry Jones in the Edmonton Sun. He just castrated the Elks organization. (laughs) The headline was, to paraphrase, he was like, Elks performance on and off the field simply disastrous or something like that. He said how boring the game was Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. And you know for a fact, because I've been on both sides of the office door, I've been on the outside. I've been on the inside. They're looking at the paper going, don't! F that Terry Jones. Because no, you would never want to look at yourself, right? right? Nobody ever wants to look at themselves. Right. But I guess that they had, because I haven't been to any games in Edmonton yet, but they had elk screeching noises playing over the, the public address system the last <laughs> game, and then they scratched it. For this game, good probably idea. because of complaints. Good idea. That's a good idea. But yeah, like you read that and it was pretty scathing. What did he oh. say? What did he say at the end? The only thing worse might be being a fan of the Riders. Right. Right now, which I was like, whoa, that's a shot. Yep. He was letting them fly. But that's hey, Jonesy. That's what you want, right? Somebody you can be honest and, you know, critical and entertaining and. Speak for the fans if they're frustrated. I get it. I get it. But they're working things out, right? Uh, So 
David Asplund in Winnipeg watching. He says, according to Dave Naylor, Chris Jones is coming in because Glenn Young and Josh Bell, coaches in Toronto, aren't vaccinated. So just go way back and rewind to the start of the show. It'll make a lot more sense. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually do that on YouTube, right? Slide the bar across. Mm-hmm. Or if you're watching on cable television, which a lot of you are, on Game Plus TV, that's what I was saying. I mean, this is a very touchy situation for the Toronto Argonauts. And I said, this is the Argos story to tell. Look it. Pinball is not going to move guys out who aren't vaccinated because of the policy and then bring in a Chris Jones if he's not vaccinated. Whoever asked that question before, right? You're not going to get on the field and be like, wait, you're not vaccinated? Exactly. Like they've done their due diligence. Like you're not doing that. So that's a ridiculous question to ask considering the circumstances. Did they check? Mm. Are you sure? No. Of course not. Hey. Snowman checking in from Carolina. Hey, Snowman. I bet you they're partying on the streets in Carolina this week with uh, the Panthers winning yesterday. Sam Darnold just shoving it right down the throat of the New York Jets yesterday. Oh, did he ever? Uh, I guess we can take a break and come back for overtime. What the heck? Sure. Let's see what everybody's got in him for the final segment. Let's finish strong. Hour two of the RP show is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And while we have a minute, we should recognize the MySask 411 business of the week. Can we do that now, Clark? Are you cool with that? Sure, he says, great. The MySask 411 business of the week is Sky Park. To get the best variety of entertainment, go to the Sky Park located in Regina, Saskatchewan. Owner Kenny Tran opened the store and offered different kinds of attractions like a climbing wall, mini golf, go-karting, and more. You can find them on MySask 411 today. Sky Park. Just imagine, you used to have all those things all over town. Go-karting, mini golf, climbing wall, but they all died. Kenny Trans brought them all together under one roof. It's awesome. And they're open and they're rocking and our restrictions have been lifted. Look them up. Sky Park on the MySask 411 app. Download it now. It's a phone book in your hand. Overtime is next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now... Back to the studio with Rod. Uh, I, I predicted that this would be fun, and it's already started to be fun. And oh, we yeah. just got on the air in terms of view over, viewer takeover here. And I'll tell you why, Moose. Ryan Friesen's watching in Winnipeg and says, Peterson's bias for Eastern teams. And then William Mays watching from Alberta says, Rod loves the Bombers. I have successfully become Switzerland. And this entire, notice none of them saying Rod loves the Riders. Not one of them. I know. Wild. Have we we done it? Is today the day? Except for maybe the Chewbacca there. Did you see that? 
What do you say? He said, I bet if Cody threw for 300 yards, we'd be talking about the games. <laughs> so they, but that's not Riders, that's Cody. That's one guy. Which He's we, my guy. Which we know that. It's like Jones. I'm a Chris Jones guy. I had a guy, a football guy, write me from Alabama. I'm not going to tell you his name. But he writes me here. He says, wow, what a story to break. And I said, hey, it's paid off always being on Team Jones. You get in with that crew, it's aces. You know what I mean? You know everything that's going on (laughs) in football. Yes. If you get in with that gang. Uh, Regarding Jones, C.D. and Hamilton, the Ticats fan, says, the man is from Tennessee. Do you really think he's afraid of the Rona? I'm sure, knowing Chris Jones as well as I do, he got the shot so that he could work. You, you, you think you know Chris Jones, but you don't. But that's fine, because he wants it exactly the way that it is. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's okay with being hated. That's right. He doesn't care. That's right. He also doesn't care what you think. <laughs> I can tell you that for free. Brandon Lewis is watching down at the uh, U.S.-Mexico border. He's that border guard. That's right. Brandon Lewis, he says, Willie Jefferson and the Bombers are rolling. Here is the funny thing about that, and I'm glad that you brought that up. My guy, Willie. Ryder fans still love him so much, even though he plays now for the rival Bombers, that he knocks Cody out of the game, and they don't even get mad at him. Just because they love Willie so much. Have you, did you notice that? Willie knocked Cody out of the game. With the, I saw it right away when his head hit the back of the turf. Right. I was like, oh, no. And Willie, he's out there strumming the banjo. Like, he's playing the banjo. Right. And the Ryder fans weren't upset. Because he's got such a strong brand, and he's so likable. And He's a great guy. Willie's a great And he didn't know that Cody was hurt, obviously. <laughs> he was too busy celebrating. He was too busy celebrating the sack. I got to see if I got a football around here. Somewhere I do. We got a million, but. Yeah. I was telling another friend of mine in the States that wasn't watching the game. He's like, I just turned on the game. What, what's going on? Why is Cody out? I'm like, oh, okay, well, here's what happened. And I said, and Willie just did an air banjo. That was unbelievable. It was unreal. But I will also never forget. Um, more trolls today. The, I was saying yep. to Darren yesterday, because you were getting trolls about the Titans getting their ass kicked. Now I'm getting trolls, this Kevin Anderson loser. I'm like, <laughs> how bad of a life you must have to go out of your way, right? Oh, yeah. To, to get in somebody's face and to try and needle them. Like, losers. We're driving back from Alberta yesterday, full on thinking about this show, its direction, where I'm going, where you're going. We're getting invited all over North America, and we're trying to figure out, okay, you can be in Vancouver. Rod's going to be in Florida. We'll do the same show, similar to what we did in Calgary last week. And all of a sudden, you get a notification for some guy trolling you about the Titans losing. Like, What? And this jerk-off is writing me about something that happened three years ago. How pathetic of a life do some people have? Like, they don't have a life, actually. I feel sorry for you. 
Go outside and do something. Get a hobby. Don't come to my show and write me about stupid stuff. God, man. I feel sorry for you. Hey, Brandon Lewis down there in the Mexico-U.S. border. You should get the BC Lions owner on your show. Love the new touchdown light show. I wondered about that. And Clark's been trying to get. Oh, yeah. The new BC Lions owner on. Because I fell asleep pretty early in that game Saturday night. My bad. I want to say like 9 o'clock mountain. But I did see the first touchdown by the Lions. I'm like, what is going on in there? It looked like a nightclub. It was so cool. So cool. A little hard to pick up on the, like the, the television broadcast because your cameras have to adjust to that change in light so quickly. But it's neat. They do a light show on the touchdown celebrations. Try and get some atmosphere in the building. I think it's incredibly innovative, and I think they're going to continue to build off it. Even if it's not perfect right away, I think it's, it's cool. They're doing some neat things in BC. So you were wondering, yeah, you were out and about Saturday in Calgary, not, not doing anything wild. You were filling up the car with gas, and you were <laughs> That's right. packing up the broadcast equipment at the hotel. Colin in Ottawa writes in, he says, I love Willie Jefferson too. He's never played for my Red Blacks. He shows so much energy on the field and loves the game. In my opinion, I believe he's the CFL's most outstanding player because he can take over a game with such ease. Do you remember early on in the year, somebody in the CFL season, somebody wrote in here and said, do you agree that with the TSN panel that Willie's the most dominant D lineman in the league? Well, yes. He's the most dominant defensive player in the Canadian Football League. And he's not in the NFL for a variety of reasons. It doesn't matter anymore. But he's up here making good money. And he should probably still be with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But the table's turned, folks. The page has turned. Willie's going to go for top dollar. It doesn't mean as much anymore to play in Saskatchewan like it used to. Guys are going to go for the most money. And the Rough Riders couldn't gamble that Willie would want to play for the Rough Riders at home and this and that. No. He, was, he went to Winnipeg, and look how it's turned out. That's right. The game's changed. The CFL's changed. And some people have been, been very slow to get with it. But you're either going forward or you're going backwards, right? That's right. Willie's going forward. Willie's going forward, and so are the Blue Bombers. That's right. Tomorrow, Ken Reed and TBD, my favorite. We'll see you at noon Eastern. Here on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.